Welcome to our Jesus Revealed podcast. We are on day nine, and today's topic is Jesus Heals the Many. I'm your host today, Kopano Mere, and I'm joined by Zintle Ngube. Yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> Look to turn the tables. <laughs> It, it, it happens it happens although we haven't got to that part yet of the series but yeah yeah granted granted yeah so today's topic yeah. is jesus healing mm. the many yeah and it's an interesting topic given the days that we've discussed and spoken about yeah so maybe to kick us off tell us how you see jesus being revealed in this part of scripture yeah coming out of the teachings and then healing the many. Yeah, thanks for that, uh, Pastor Klopp. So, yeah, how I look at it, especially we, we come from, I guess, with, with Pastor Andrew, we, we spoke about the, the Beatitudes and, and specifically, but the broader Sermon on the Mount is, as we've said yesterday, it's, it's just three chapters of Jesus endlessly preaching. And, and various topics and sometimes hard topics that mm. convict the soul. And I can't imagine that audience live hearing those teachings and how they felt. But at the end of chapter 7, in, in, in verse, almost as, as we build maybe context around it, in, in, in chapter 7 from verse 28, I think, to, to 29, the one remark that on, on Matthew's side, it says... And the, 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 the crowd that was listening was in awe of, of Jesus' teaching because until that point, they have never heard anyone teach with such authority. And, and, and then Matthew then says at the end, quite unlike the, the, the teachers of the righteous law. So meaning, building up to this point, there has never been someone who in a sense, had a heart in how they were teaching. And for me, it harkens back to the book of Psalms where it convicts the Israelites at their time of during the wilderness when they were rebelling, mm. when, he, when, when they said, uh, their, their lips are near me, but their hearts are far from me. Meaning that these righteous law teachers, when they taught the law, they were merely, it was, it was, purely, it was purely lip service and, and not necessarily getting into the heart of things. And I think when we were reflecting with, with Pastor Adrian on this, we were talking around how, you know, Jesus did not come to abolish the law. Mm. The law is still the word of God. But what Jesus did, unlike maybe the Pharisees and, and the Sadducees uh, did not do, is he understood the letter of the law, but also the heart and the spirit and the intent of the law. And that's how then he, he just ran with it. And so when he taught, and that's how, in a sense, when you look at the leaven, when Jesus teaches around the leaven of the, of the Pharisees, he, he teaches and gets into that heart to say, be careful about the leaven of the Pharisees, because with, with leaven, always you have to just be careful of, of just removing that because it can spoil the entire intent of the law. And Jesus always comes against the Pharisees around that. So with that, and then that then spilling over to chapter eight, despite the hard teachings, despite yeah. things of them being convicted, the crowd still followed him. Yeah. And it, it's probably then in their hearts to say that 
there is suddenly a transformation that is happening inside of them. Mm. That while it is difficult, while at times they cannot grasp it, and they can't even grasp in actual fact who this person is that is administrating this, this, this teaching in such authority, but we need to follow him. Yes. To almost then quote Peter, then where else can we go? Because the words of life are with you. Yeah, yeah. And, and so coming into then this and the, the first then set of, of healing with a man of, of leprosy, we can, we can then have a conversation around that yeah. because, A, this man has, has leprosy. And if we go back to the law, this man is ostracized from society, is not supposed to be in one near anyone because of just how infectious the disease is yeah. and if you are maybe among society you're supposed to have some sort of a bell so that people know that hey yeah, yeah, yeah. leprosy <laughs> yeah. is, is, is around red flags <laughs> all yeah. around well yeah. white scaly flags in this instance. That's wrong. <laughs> but you, you, you yeah. mentioned a good point that you know the confidence jesus spoke the word in was not so much to condemn, yeah. but to begin creating that room for, for grace, yeah. for, for God's grace. And I think we begin to see it with this first healing of the Amen. man with leprosy. Yeah. So yeah. perhaps yeah. we could yeah. actually just start unpacking that healing. Sure. Yeah. I think the, the one thing, especially it helps when you, you read things again and again, because one thing that caught me was that that man suddenly came to Jesus and knelt. For me, the suddenly, it goes back to him not, he wasn't supposed to be there. Mm. He wasn't supposed to be near the crowd. But we can make an argument to say that because he was by the mountain, he was already isolated. He was a place of isolation. And Jesus went there to where people would typically be isolated, to the wilderness. Mm. And, And in the same way that Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, again, his ministry, his first sermon starts in what we can argue as far from the, the Jewish society, but within a place that no one usually goes. And he emphasizes that across. Yeah. And so when this man with leprosy suddenly rushes to that crowd, he, he comes there and immediately kneels before Jesus, yeah. which again, he knows that he was not supposed to be there. Mm. And then already he is kneeling down in a sense, begging for mercy because mm. he came there in a desperate manner. Mm. And so he asked, and, and even in his asking, I, I don't think anyone has asked in a way that he has asked because he says, if you are willing, yeah. if you are willing. Consent. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, he was a modern day man, but <laughs> yeah. modern, modern man. So... With that, he, he asked Jesus, and he doesn't say, please heal me, but says, if you are willing. If you are willing. So meaning, you know, I understand even if you don't, because I know what I did, I was mm. not supposed to do. I was not supposed to be in this crowd. Mm. I was not supposed to even come to you mm. for, for healing. In actual fact, yeah. when you go into the law and how someone with leprosy was checked upon, they would go, it would be then, they would have to present themselves or the priest would have to go to check maybe mm. after seven days, after 30 days to check whether the, 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 the leprosy has either is receding or it's yeah. still there. Yeah. But here he is coming there, understanding that 
he's not in the right but still asking for mercy nevertheless. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned such a good point around the posture of this man. Yeah. And I think it's a it it should be also something that communicates to us the yeah. posture we should be in where we know that we are not deserving of God's presence, of God's That's righteous right. presence. That's right. And if if not for the work of Jesus, yeah. um, that we wouldn't be able to come before him. So I think there's something interesting about that posture. Yeah. Um, and although this man, in, in knowing that he doesn't deserve to be in this position and asking Jesus, yeah. if you are willing, yeah. and Jesus graciously saying, I am. Yeah. And I think then there's something interesting there in what happens after. Because as we will talk about, in some of the other healings, Jesus yeah. heals just by speaking the word. Yeah. But in yeah. this case, as you've said, with a man who has leprosy, something that is contagious, something where only the priests are required True. to declare whether you are clean or unclean, Jesus then does something interesting in this yeah. healing. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's so many things that we can say here because yeah. I think there, there are so many things that we can, examples where we see Instead of Jesus being infected with someone's infection or disease, Jesus is the one then that infects healing, Oof. infects life into yeah, that. Good. Yeah. And I think then that elevates from a, now that we're talking about Jesus being revealed, it elevates him as being above that, being above the disease, being above the human condition in a way while being fully human. But he is not just human. He is God. And in that then, it, it shows that because Jesus would not get, because with that proximity, the multitude or even Jesus himself would be infected with, with leprosy. But there's no account where we hear that there are, there's certain someone that God infected. In actual fact, he administered healing. He got well. He got that right condition. And I think there's something to be said around faith. And when we look at faith in that, it's not so much you having, because I think sometimes we do confuse having a positive mindset and having faith, I think. And positive mindset is to say, oh, I'm going to be well and I'm going to be fine or I am fine or mm -hmm. you position yourself in that way. But what faith is, faith isn't so much the magnitude than it is the direction. So if my belief is that there is a God and there is a Savior, there is a Christ who has died for me, then that is enough for me to come to him boldly so that I may obtain mercy. So that man is actually that Hebrews 10 where he is coming to Christ to receive mercy, but he's coming boldly in, a, in another sense. Yeah. And then maybe if we can go then to the Roman officer, it's yeah. a different thing where, again, he is coming boldly. and But I think what is similar between the man with the leprosy and the Roman officer is that the direction was one, which is Christ. Yes, They would not have come to Christ if they did not think that yes. he was able. Yeah. And with us as believers, when we come to Christ... As, as the book of Hebrews 11 says, the, the first point of call is to believe that he is. Yeah, it's good. And, and when he is then, you then look at the character of his 
existence. Yeah. The character of his goodness, the character of his faith, the character of his righteousness. So all of those things in our asking, mm. in the same way that the Roman officer and the, the man with the leprosy had, is to say, irrespective of the response, I understand that the response is done within the ambit of your character as the Lord, as you being Lord over all, you being a good God, you being a faithful God, and you being a God who will see all things that are meant for me to come to me in goodness. Mm. So it is not necessarily to say that it is a bad thing when bad things happen to us, especially when we're in the Lord, but it is bad things happening irrespective of that. And I think with, with Bishop then taking us through the baptism of fire, it's God working out goodness in us. And when we look at then the Roman officer and, and his posture of, of, of faith is to say that you just need to say the word. Yes. Yeah. You, I understand what command looks like. I understand what authority looks like. Yeah. And so with, in a sense, that Roman officer and the faith that he expressed pushed Jesus into another level of authority. So in the previous chapter, we saw him teaching with authority. And now we're starting to see him commanding mm. and healing with authority as well to say that I am able to speak a word and someone can be healed. Mm. And that is still afforded to us even now to say that only it takes is Christ's word for situations to be changed, for healing to be administered. And, and that really is a great revelation when we look at how Christ is being revealed in, 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 in these passages of healing. Yeah. And you, you mentioned such a good point. And I think if I am to look at, you know, the first healing yeah. that Christ is not limited by what affects me. Yeah. Right. So he can touch me even in that state yeah. in order for his healing and grace to flow. Mm -hmm. Then the second mm -hmm. one, seeing this, this Roman officer saying at your word, yeah. I, I believe. And then Jesus saying, I have never seen such faith. Yeah. Now saying to us that Christ is not limited by distance. Absolutely. You know, so I think yeah. maybe what do you see this third healing revealing yeah. an yeah. aspect yeah. of, you know, what is, what is, who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus to, uh, as he's revealed? You know, I, I think the, the last time that, Peter saw or had a personal encounter with Christ and the revelation of Christ was when he first got called. And now we see Christ then coming into his home and healing his, his mother-in-law. And I think it, it, especially what we're going to see with this week is we're going to see a Christ who is very personable and who is very close to the brokenhearted, who is very close to those who are diseased and who feels and has compassion and has an eye and an ear even to those that follow him. Because there is both a cost and a reward in following Christ. And I think we, we sometimes maybe either overemphasize the cost or overemphasize the reward. There's both a cost and a reward. There is a cross that's waiting for us, but there's so much victory and blessing yes. that comes in that. And so when Christ coming into Peter's home and healing his mother-in-law, it, it, it shows us that Christ indeed is one that is 
for the family as well. That is mm. out for the broader welfare mm. of our entire well-being. And I, I, I think I've, I've probably been one of those that overemphasize, and actually there's no overemphasizing the magnitude of salvation and yeah. Christ's love for us so in how he administers salvation. Yeah. But I think we should not also, while we elevate that, not underestimate Christ's compassion for our entire well-being and our entire um, just healing, whether it's a physical ailment or whether it is something that is both spiritual from, from a broken heart or, or depression or anything like that. But he is one who totally cares for us and looks at us holistically in, in, in that way. And I think even when he... He remarks on the Roman officer's magnitude of faith. He also laments that of those that were of the original tree of faith, the Jews, may not even see this. Sure. Uh, because they are so hinged on, on the law and maybe also have a perspective of what the Messiah would be, as, as Pastor Marcus has said, it then has blocked them around seeing what is actually in front of them, despite the proclamations, despite the fulfillment of scriptures, all of that, yeah. they did not see what a Roman officer saw. They did not see what a, a man with leprosy saw. Yeah. They did not see what a simple fisherman saw, mm. in that it spilled over to him not only getting the revelation of Christ, but also getting healing as well in his home. Sure, and that's so amazing you mentioned. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. <laughs> I know you and I could go forever. <laughs> I know, I know. I so know. thank you so much for tuning with us on day nine. Yeah. I hope you'll stick it out. I hope even as we go through from day one until nine, you and I are learning what Jesus is saying to us in his word and, and who is Jesus as he is being revealed to us. So we see in the scripture that Jesus is a healer. And he is not limited by what affects us, not limited by distance, not limited by some of the things that we think that, you know, we cannot bring to God. So yeah. I hope you will be blessed even as we continue on this journey and enjoy the rest of the 40-day journey. Mm -hmm.